Pabu beat in the background right there. Too selfish instrumental. It's your boy Dex Digital Man. Brand new www.mixtapeshow.net. Show the only hip hop podcast you even need to be bothering with, and you know that's the truth. Right now though, it's uh, time for episode 13. Um, you know, this is an interview episode. Uh, here on the interview today, we got Babu Blakes, who, long and short of it, basically he was disqualified out of the Scion Next Up contest. Basically, you know, cheated out of a very good chance at 50 G's and uh, some other benefits just because his lyrics were quote unquote too political. But anyway, uh, I'm going to let him talk about that himself. So you just stay tuned. It's the Mixtape Show. Stay tuned. All right. Uh, it's Dex with the Mixtape Show here with Bavu Blakes. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Uh, Bavu Blakes, Texas MC, uh, reality rapper, rap musician, you know, like just a broadcast journalist. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were talking about earlier, you know, I kind of, you know, we got the whole controversy thing to talk about. But first, I'd like, you know, get let people to get to know, you know, just you as an artist. You know, as you're saying, you know, you're from Texas, and you're from where in Texas again? Uh, originally from Garland, Texas. Okay. And now I'm in Austin, Texas. Yeah, and so. Be in the northeast corner of Dallas. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I got, I got a little bit of family in Dallas, so I've never been out there, but I got some people from out there. Yeah, as we were saying, you know, so you, you're the first, you know, artist that's, that's from the South, you know, that I've had on the show, you know what I mean? So we're, uh, we're kind of looking to you for, you know, just to tell us kind of what's what's going on down there, man. Uh, a whole lot, man. We got some of everything. Um, on production, I work closest with Hydroponic Sound System, uh, Damo, who's from Coffee Brothers, um, Symbolic One, Strange Fruit Project. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I work with a lot of bands that also incorporate live music into what they do. You know, Money Waters from Dallas, Mojo from San Antonio. Work with them a lot. And then Strange Fruit Project's whole crew like Deloach, Verbal Seed, all those cats. And of course, you know, people all over Austin, all over Houston, really all over Texas. I kind of move around a lot, but we really have some of everything to offer now. Um, we got a few artists kind of moving Texas into the forefront side. Imagine right. a lot of this stuff is going to be uh, a lot of stuff's going to be available and a, and a lot more, uh, a lot better exposed soon. And so, I mean, you you were saying it's it's pretty diverse out there as far as you know different kinds of you know styles and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, I think that goes for everywhere. I think that uh, true, mainly the industry is taking a big part in the regionalization and artists mm-hmm. follow suit because they want a deal, they want to be on TV, but. No matter where you go, you got some of everything. It takes the same, especially being, you know, basically our own country, our own region. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got it all, man. Um, I say the common thread for the most part is like, uh, you know, the common denominator for the most part is a soulful sound. Mm-hmm. So you either got people that speak from the heart or they got that blues element or that live bass, live guitar type thing going. Right, right. Here in Austin, we have one producer that's real big named Solly Williams, and uh, he produces, you know, Sitting Sideways, Still Tipping Back Then, all those songs. He produces those, and we had a mixtape DJ here who's real big named Rapid Rick. Okay. He's best known for the What It Do series. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. Yeah, and speaking of Sitting Sideways, you were telling me earlier that you'd, um, 
you had done a split with Paul Wall, or you'd, you'd popped up on one of his tracks, or he'd he'd been on one of yours, what was that about? Uh, he's on a song on my, my new 12-inch, which comes out in about a month. Okay. The name of the 12-inch is Nobody Leaving. Mm -hmm. The song he's on is uh, Play the Roles, Statewide Remix, Got Paul Wall from Houston, uh, My Own, who's a member of Strange Fruit Project from Waco, and then Money Waters from Dallas. So. I see, I see. Yeah, but you, you recorded that one track with... Uh, with Paul Waldo, that was that was before really everything started kind of popping for him, wasn't it? Yeah, he he had a big buzz like on the underground in Texas, but uh, shoot, since the time we reported that man, he's really blown up. Kind yeah, of, it's, it's not a big shock, but it's just crazy to see that happen in real time, you know. Yeah, and you were you were talking about the Strange Fruit Project. Now these are the people that you're working with for your upcoming album, right? Uh, Strange Fruit Project. I'm on their album, and then Symbolic One, who's the producer of that group. Is uh, somebody that I work real closely with. Okay, and this we got a show together next week. Okay, and this is for uh, Create and Hustle. Uh, Create and Hustle has been out for two years um, through Caroline Distribution. Right. And uh, label out of San Fran called Bomb Hip Hop, mm -hmm. and that was my debut album. Um, the 12 inch I'm releasing now is for Too Selfish, which is going to be my second proper album. Right. And I do a lot of mixtapes, and then we're also releasing records based out of Sweden for the overseas markets. Yeah, yeah, you're telling me about that, yeah. yeah first 12-inch this year was Choice Cuts Volume 1. Mm -hmm. came out a couple months ago. Choice Cuts Volume 2 is coming out in like a month. And then Mixtape Mentality, the album. And that's all under the name of Hydroponic Sound System, which is a production crew that I work closely with. And they also assemble a lot of MCs, uh, mainly from the Dallas area. You know, the more we talk, the more I'm name projects out there. <laughs> <laughs> just all over the place, dude. Yeah, so um, let's let's step let's step back a little bit though. Just give give people like a little more personal background because we're kind of you know talking about you know what what you're into now. Um, as far as you know where where you started out, man. Um, you haven't been doing this you know for for too long, have you? I mean, it's it's fairly recent for you, right? Yeah, it's been uh, six years and all. Right. I'm trying to you know put out my first record five years ago mm -hmm. um, through a label called Crowd Control Records a producer and DJ named Nick Knack anyway the first 12 inch I was on was uh, called Listeners and that was me and Nick Knack and uh, there's nobody leaving that's coming out and then Choice Cuts those will be nine number nine and number ten as far as vinyl projects you know in a five year period so that's not bad right yeah that's not bad man so you know how did, how did it really start for you uh, as far as getting experience on stage and in the studio, that probably started like 10 years ago, you know, going to shows, you know, this is back in the 95, you know, when people were more or less doing what they do on 8 Mile, I mean, not mm -hmm. glamorous, but, you know, right. same instrumental, same era, like people battling all the time, right. um, you know, freestyling, challenging groups that were in town, you know, got to battle like Tash and Alcoholics and you know, different people like that back when all that was going on real big. And, uh, right. By 99, I, you know, had a clue as to what I was needing to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when I really got started educating myself and getting on records that actually come out. So. Yeah, and you, you were mentioning you do you do some journalism, too. What, what was that about, man? Uh, you know, I write... Is that kind of like a side hustle? Is the, the rap game a side hustle? Is are both of them a side hustle? I mean, I don't, I don't know what you're doing, you know, in your day job or whatever, so really trying to do like a two sports star thing I mean as a journalist I'm freelance and then I have a blog I do online so people can get a taste of that mm -hmm. and then I've written you know in the past
past year. You know, I write for Dow Magazine regularly. I've written for Forward Star Telegram recently. And, you know, I just go back about, shoot, almost about 10 years that on that, too, as far as professionally. I've been in journalism seriously longer than I've been in rap seriously, so... But I, I've always been able to spit away, but it just came as far as the actual record business. That just came together like five years ago, like I said. I so see. I'm trying to do both. Right. Do both well. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, I did notice, like I, like I was saying earlier, when we uh, when I hit up your blog spot site or whatever, just some of the stuff that was on there, I was like, I guess he does both of these. Yeah, man. You know, just kind of, just kind of caught me off guard. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't really what I was expecting. I was expecting, you know, just kind of like you post up, you know, some track. Here's a track, you know, piece. Yeah, you know, basically just getting my thoughts out as far as what's happened so far. You know, I plan on writing books in the future, teaching literature in the future. But meanwhile, you know, a broadcast journalism degree means that I'm qualified to, you know, tell the truth objectively, mm -hmm. you know, whether or not that's in an adversarial role to you know, politics and the government or not. So, right. You know, legal, you know, once I'm legally certified to do that, you know, that's my responsibility. So, so since, since we're talking about, you know, the journalism thing, you know, spin the truth, whether or not it's, you know, adversarial to the, you know, whatever is going on in the, in the current government, you know, let's, let's go ahead and step into this whole controversy thing. You know what I mean? Cause I know there's a lot of people that are listening to this, you know, that's, that's what they're trying to hear. Um, Basically, I mean, the, I was just gonna say that's the role of the press, man. According to, you know, the Constitution, the law, yeah, and, and according to, you know, whenever uh, the press first existed, that's what they did, you know. So let people like, know what's up. Checks, like checks and balances with the government. You know, every, that doesn't mean everything's unfavorable, but that means you can say what you want to say based exactly. on your own observations, as long as it's not slander or something you made up. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. But. I guess, you know, the way the contest for science was working, it, you know, it wasn't going to, you know, be that true to freedom of press or speech or whatever, or to the spirit of hip-hop, you know, not uh, responsible to the culture or to the history of, of how the game works and what, it, and what it's supposed to do as a movement right? and, and as, a, as a liberating force and as an outlet for certain people. And so, ironically, man, they proved it better than I could sing it any day, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Like yeah. The song, the song I entered was Black Gold. Mm -hmm. and yeah, go ahead and break it down for us so we, you know, people who haven't heard of this before, you know, know exactly what happened. You know, if you want right. to give us, like, kind of a timeline, something like that for us. Okay. Well, on Black Gold, I didn't say anything that wasn't said in rap in the 80s. Right. And I didn't say anything as scathing or, or you know, indicting as a... You know the dude on the cover of Time magazine right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're, who they're calling the smartest man in pop music. Um, so, Black Gold is basically a song about creativity being the, the lifeblood or the commodity of the industry, right? And uh, and not vice versa, mm -hmm. as, in, as in not the industry being the commodity. You know. But anyway, basically that's what the song was about. It was basically you know for the last six years I've been down here doing this so. I'm underground Texas, I'm black gold pumping, whether or not, you know, I ever get on the rig or not, you know, whether I end up on, you know, Interscope or Def Jam or whatever, I'm still down here doing it, and that's what really matters, and frankly, you know, labels end up scooping you up based on the fact that you already got flow, 
and you've already proven yourself to be that commodity. Uh, rarely is it on the strength of your talent, or just on the you know, just based on the strength that you are. Oil is more like once the commodity's proven and it's already been sold and has a track record. That's when Big wants to you know pump it out. So uh, they were three. They called DJ Greenland and the DJ Premier were the judges. Right, and this this was what, just to give people background. This was for Scion, right? Yeah, well, Scion was having a contest. And they yeah, got, and how'd you find out about this again? On uh, Hip Hop DX or All Hip Hop, I can't remember which one. I was looking, reading the news one day. Yeah. And I saw a banner, so I went to it. I saw that DJ Premier was a judge. He's from Texas. That got me excited. I saw DJ Green Lantern's name, and there was another cat, Sean Kane. So that was early August. Right. So then last week, I got a call from the people uh, handling the contest telling me that I was a finalist. And finalists meaning like top 10. It's in the like top 100 finalists. is like, you're in yeah. there. Yeah. Meaning they picked the top 10. And I'm like, are you sure? You for real? They're like, yeah. I said, so they picked me. They're like, yeah. But there are a few lyrics that we're worried about. You know, you might want to change up or something. Yeah. And first lyric was Bush and Bin Laden got so much they riding. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, on that, I'm saying, you know, that's the way, you know, the industry would treat an artist. Right. You know? They got so many of them, so much control over it, they can do it however they want. Yeah, just more of a kind of an industry metaphor than really anything else. Yeah, you got 30 song playlists on commercial radio. Right. You know, so, you know, that's evident. Mm-hmm. It's a direct metaphor to that. Second line was. Um, that was Texas? What was that? Te- home of, Texas Home with a Real Death Row. Yeah. They were wondering if that was a swipe of Death Row Records, so I asked them if he heard Capital Punishment. All of that. Yeah. Okay, I get it. And then the third thing was um, what we really go to Iraq for. Yeah. You know, kind of a joke. I mean, I said some other stuff later on the song that I had already reversed out myself because calling people names out. So everything I submitted on the song I thought was, you know, pretty regular or whatever, not mm-hmm. a big deal in hip hop. So anyway, they called me, said I was a finalist, and asked me about those lines. I said, so what do I need to do? Or do y'all want to reverse them, edit them like radio does? If you do, you know, that's on you. But is this going to keep me out of the finals? The guy said, no, I don't think that's a problem. We're going to send you the affidavit. So he sent me right. the affidavit. And he said, send me the lyrics so I can make sure there's no cuts. And I sent him the lyrics. The following day, he hit me up like it was all good. said, go ahead and send your affidavit in. Yeah. Then about three hours after that, he called me and said I was out of the contest because they said my song was too political. I asked him who they was, he didn't want to tell me, and then he kind of just played the middleman with no power, so I didn't argue with him or whatever, but next thing you know, there was some publicists and press that didn't appreciate it, so they did a whole media blitz, you know, I was doing interviews for the next two days, and, you know, all over the world, newspapers, websites, blogs, magazines, like The Source, right. magazines, goes on, so I think I got more pub out of it than the contest actually has on it. <laughs> Yeah, I remember you were telling me this because, I mean, just keeping it real, I hadn't even heard of this contest before. You know, before, um, you know, I'd heard about the whole controversy on, um, like I said, I think when I read it, I saw it on HoustonSoReal.blogspot.com. Uh, so, you know, if you listen to this dude, you know, shout out for keeping us updated and, you know, supporting and whatnot. But Shout out to Matt Sonzala. That's one of the main people who helped pop it off, man. Yeah, Cape Ed, Cape, on his show on uh, KPFT. Uh, well, on his blog, man. Yeah, on his blog, too, yeah. yeah he does use so real, and that's where the original press release appeared, that, and uh, through another publicist in the industry, so. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, man, like I said, I was doing interviews 
forever. I mean, it came out in Dallas Morning News yesterday, and Austin Statesman the day before that, and Austin Chronicles the day before that. This is all over the place, man. Japanese newspapers, China newspapers. Damn. Yeah. Pretty serious. It's on Michael Moore's website, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> it all leaks to my MySpace page, so I went ahead and started a remix contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just made Dr. Pella downloadable to everybody. Right. What's what's the what's the prize for that? Just feature on your album or something like that? Yep. There you go. There you go. That's yeah, that's a good look. So I mean, so this whole contest thing, man. What was what was the uh, prize though? It was like fifty. Was it fifty G's in marketing or something like that? Fifty G's in marketing, five G's. You know, it was five G's in cash, a video, and blah blah blah. So. Right. I know whoever won last year. You know, I never really heard of them. So. Me neither. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll be different this year. Man. I entered it for pub. And yeah, I got pub. So yeah, no, I feel you, man. So right yeah what i found kind of interesting was um we were kind of speaking about the rules um when we last spoke um this was uh i think patrick Coryelsh, if i'm saying it right um from informed ventures llc he was saying that the reason you know as far as you know pr spin or whatever the reason that um they dq'd your track was because it made disparaging remarks about other people yeah i mean if you read the rules we were already past the phase that that refers to. That they were supposed to be, yeah. Yeah, but because that's Section 3. Section 4 starts in mid-October. Right. The judges judging, so we obviously got past that, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it says on there, finalists will be sent affidavit, but there is legal language on the affidavit that protects them, but he could have, you know, he could have came better than that, basically, because that's not actually the part that, that, uh, that we, that's not the part of the, the rules that we were already past that, basically. But whatever, you know, they, they they have protection on it. I'm not fighting them or suing them or nothing. Yeah, well, at this point, you know, there's there's no point, really. Nah, not at all. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that is what it is, man. So, I guess it has turned out to be, you know, kind of a good look for you, you know, regardless of, you know, how they decided to, to run the contest. You know if that contest is over by any chance? Uh, I don't know. If they finished it? I don't think so, but I, I really don't know. Hmm, I see. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see who, who comes out with that, at least, you know, just to kind of see who who's tracked it, come out winning. Moving on. Well, actually, there's, there's one thing that we were talking about last time um, with Bun B. What's this whole thing with Bun B? Because I think the first couple tr- the first couple sites I saw with your name on it just mentioned you and Bun B or something like that. He was, like, on your album or something like that, or what was that? Uh, well, he co-signed for me real, real strong on a mixtape that we were on. Yeah. That I that he hosted mm-hmm. called What It Do Too and then I ended up using it you know for my press kit and as an intro to the uh, to my underground which is called Blazing Saddles because I don't know Bun B like that so for him to give me that respect at least where I am in Texas man that's a real 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 big deal right so, you know like I was telling you down here he's like you know y'all Snoop Dogg or, you know whatever so, yeah. you know it, it's just that kind of stuff that that helps you. Um, that's the way the game works, you know. Bun B co-signing, Paul Wall co-signing. Mm-hmm. You know that that means more than a lot of other people's words just because of who they are. And and in the industry, you know, there's few names that are actually known currently. Right. And those are the two people dropping albums this fall, you know, among others. So, yeah. On a national level, so you know. Yeah. What what was that about DOC? I saw that too somewhere. Uh, that was another, you know, co-sign. Uh, I met Doc as a result of him hearing one of my songs and being real interested in the lyrics and having some good things to say about it. So 
uh, at the end of the day, I just asked him for a quote, you know, his opinion on me. Yeah. He, he flipped that into one of Texas' brightest new stars. So, like, <laughs> one, of those, one of those high-powered cosigns. Doc means that he means as much to L.A. as he does to Texas. But, uh, yeah. You know, that's, uh, you know, just those little cosigns, man, they, they, they really matter. That's the way the game works. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, like a letter recommendation. You know? Exactly, yeah. We actually had a, a Kier on here. I don't know if you're familiar with the Kier. He was in uh, Unsigned Hype, um, uh-huh. I think a few months ago. We were talking about the same exact thing, just, you know, the whole way the industry works like that. You know, just, you know, letter recommendation type things. Actually, we're just saying the, co- the whole cosign kind of thing. Yeah, Texas is embracing me as, you know, their dude that's talking about stuff, or their dude that's conscious, or their dude that's to talk reality, i.e. race and politics or whatever I mean. Right. All, all my stuff ain't like that, but I'm definitely not like walking on eggshells because, you know, that's just not the way I make music. By the time you hear a song, you know, I'm in it, so, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, you know, I'm real grateful that, you know, people are co-signing because that's the way the game works. Right, right. Definitely, yeah. That's that's how it works. Once you get that name recognition or whatever, somebody just kind of put that stamp of approval on you. You know, it's a good look. Yep. Yeah, but um, you you mentioned the whole you know people looking at you as this whole um, you know conscious you know reality rapper or whatever. I mean, is that? I mean, I don't want to like. I don't know if you like enjoy that kind of categorization because you know it's it's kind of just people's nature. You know, they like to put people in categories. I mean, you were saying that's not all you do. I mean, is that something you kind of build yourself as? You know, as like a conscious uh, person, or you know, you just—I mean, how, how do you how do you kind of approach that? You know, if you describe yourself, I describe myself as soulful Texas hip hop and kind of the soul of you know the Texas hip hop movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not ignorant. I'm not unintelligent. I'm not unconscious. But you know, I don't build myself that way because you know, I'm just a dude, basically calling it like I see it. Right. Um, and a lot of times there's a negative connotation with that or a certain sound mm-hmm. and uh, you know just certain things in mind and I'm not always going to live up to what maybe people are looking for for conscious rappers but I definitely have something to say uh, and definitely more than probably you know, more than average so just whatever really. I, I really don't mind if it's pointing people to the music they can call me a, a gangster rapper I don't care <laughs> long they listen to the music then they can say whatever they want to say make their own decisions yeah i got you man yeah so you know it's it, as far as what i'm doing it's a whole movement man i work with a lot of people mm-hmm. you know, for quote unquote solo artists a solo entity and that's why i make those records like black gold because you know i've witnessed with my own eyes the fact that you know it, you, you put in work and work is measurable you know, regardless of whether you make 106 in Park or whatever, there's a whole lot of ground to cover between Texas and 106 in Park. Right. You know, we're putting out records overseas. You know, I got a nationally distributed album unsigned. You know, it's, you know, I just work, man, all of that other stuff. You know, it comes as it comes. I've already exceeded my expectations a lot with somebody working independently. Done shows with everybody I could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you know, MySpace got the W4W site. You got the Blazing Saddles mixtape. Yeah, which is still which is still moving around right now, right? 
yeah, I mean, anybody who can help me get that in the retailers where they sell them up there, let me know. I know it's an Amoeba in San Fran. I don't think it's an Amoeba in L.A. or Fat Beats. So anybody with retail juice, you know, reach out to me. Email is word at babublakes.com. Phone number is 512-740-1094. There you go. There you go. So anybody listening to this, anybody with some uh, with some clout out there, you know, go ahead and make it happen. Uh, what else we got, man? So, oh, the upcoming album, what's that called again so everybody knows? Upcoming album is called Too Selfish, T-double-O, Space, Selfish. Yeah. And, uh, again, man, I try to make, you know, Black Gold is like a heavy cut. Mm-hmm. I do try to make music that's enjoyable, but still, you know, responsible in, in terms of what I have to say. Right. And um, the whole point of Too Selfish is kind of looking at, uh, just looking at, you know, the problem of a human or the problem of you know people that are made out of flesh or whatever and that's when we get too caught up in ourselves it's funny because uh you know that that you know the selfishness the pride is like the opposite of humility and you know ironically everybody's getting humbled right now so mm-hmm. it seems like going into 06 um the climate for i guess the type of music that i do will be a lot better than it was, you know, two weeks ago. Yeah. Before <laughs> all this other stuff started happening, whether yeah, it was like right. gold or Hurricane Katrina or whatever. So it's ironic now. And when, when can we expect that one? Uh, I guess in 06, man. I'm trying to finish the negotiation with that project to figure out how I'm going to release that. I'm right. Real, real project to project type news. Mm-hmm. Seems like where all the uh, control is. Work project to project, case to case, and not get messed over as much. So I see the way I do it. And, uh, what, what quarter are we looking at? I mean, like first quarter, you know, second half of the year. What what time are we looking at? We're looking at negotiating it. <laughs> yeah, looking at. Yeah, it was worth a shot, man. Looking at making. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we're looking at making that making those decisions real clear. Right. Uh, in the next couple of months, yeah. So, all right. All right. That should be. Easily, you know, you should know about that damn near before I tell you. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, well, either, either way, man, keep in touch. And so we got the Black Gold Remix Contest, which is going down your MySpace page, right? Yep. They can just go there. Any any producers, any wannabe producers out there, you know, they can, they can go there and they can just download it straight up and then, you know, toss their beat on it and whatnot. Yep. I've gotten up out of remix a day for about almost two weeks, so... Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, man. That's that's about it for me. Unless you got anything last little bit you want to add, you know, we we're cool. That's it, man. Artists and fans, you know, y- y'all, uh, you determine everything. You know, it's you know, you don't have to turn on TV or radio. That's not bashing them. It's just an example of the fact that you know, y'all are in control of what you want to put out. Right. Y'all are in control of what you want to purchase and support. Hmm. That really is reality, right? Yeah, there's definitely alternative to uh, anything anything out there in the mainstream. All right, man. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for being on the show, man. Definitely appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Babu Blake once again with the interview right here on the mixtape show your boy Dex Digital I do a lot of outro but you know I got things I gotta be handling right now uh, I gotta start packing all that sort of good stuff so I'll catch y'all when I get back 
mixtape episode 14 coming your way very very soon and uh do do go ahead and hit up Bobby's page you know special shout out to him as well for you know making up with me for this interview do check out the page check out that black gold remix contest and uh go do the damn thing it's your boy Dex Digital man get at me the brand new www.mixtapeshow.net